Hello and welcome to the More Than Law podcast. I'm Miri Stickland, Knowledge Development Lawyer in the Commercial Real Estate team. Today we've got another graduate recruitment special for you. Hurrah! With our brand new, uh, I would say improved, but I don't think Vicky would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> With our brand new graduate recruitment team, we've got Emily Holdstock, who's the partner in charge of graduate recruitment. Hi, Emily. Hi, Mary. And new to the firm, we've got Emma Cooper, who's our graduate recruitment officer. Hi, Emma. Hi. Thanks both for joining me today. So I know it's a really busy time of year for our graduate recruitment team. So can I ask you to give us an overview of what key dates and events are coming up? Um, So yeah, we are really busy at the moment. It's a very exciting time because we're launching our first campaign. Um, And we've got everything opening on the 1st of November. So that is our training contract for 2024, our vacation schemes for next summer 2022, and also our first open day. You'll be able to apply for that at the same time. That will hopefully be in December. And are there any external events that we're attending as well? Uh, Should I take that one, Emma? We we, um, are attending on the 3rd of November, which is next week, um, an event run by Bright Network called Diverse Legal Leaders. And we're one of um, eight law firms participating in that. So that's very exciting. That's um, new for us. We've been working with Bright Network now for um, a few years meeting with candidates I went to one of their sort of um, in-person networking events before the pandemic if you can remember when networking was allowed to be done in the same room as other people and those um, halcyon days (laughs) I know I know (laughs) and we've had some great candidates come through our system from um, bright network events historically so what we're really hoping um, from the event next week is that we'll we'll get to meet lots of people throughout the day Um, and they'll learn lots about Forsters and then hopefully uh, we'll be encouraged to apply for our open day in December to learn a bit more about the firm obviously that's a sort of full day thing with lots of information about Forsters and then hopefully encourage them to apply to our vacation schemes and or training contracts. And Emma you mentioned the open day what form is that going to take will that be in person or virtual? Um, So I think we're hoping that this one will be in person but we appreciate that with um, the current situation, it's probably best if we offer both options at some point. So hopefully if this one's in person, maybe January we could do virtually, and then hopefully we'll do a third in May. Maybe that one could be in person again if things are getting a bit more back to normal, but we'll just keep an eye on the situation and see what kind of works for the majority. So it's a bit of a watching brief at the moment, as it? Yeah. I think it's it's partly that, Mary, and I think actually we've all, as much as we all like to be a bit negative about um, virtual things, there are some advantages, I think, actually, to, to doing open days virtually as well as in person. We can obviously fit, you know, physically only fit a number of people in our office for an open day, whereas we're not so constrained on numbers for um, a virtual event and also I think just from the sort of inclusion piece obviously it, it takes a lot for people to give up a day of their time when they might have you know work or childcare commitments or be at university or live a long way from London it, it takes a lot to expect people to be able to come to the office so I think offering some of our events virtually kind of appeals to hopefully a wider range of of applicants as well so it's partly government guidance um, and partly sort of a diversity piece as well I think there. And what are some of the key points for candidates to note generally about the application process? 
I'll start off just with the deadlines, just so everyone's aware. So for the open day, we'll probably, once we've got the date for that confirmed, close it a couple of weeks in advance. But if you're looking to apply, you can just keep an eye on the website and that will all be advertised really clearly. Um, but for the vacation scheme, we'll close that at the end of January, um, so January 31st. And then for the training contract, we'll close that in, in the middle of June this time, rather than the end. We've just brought it forward to the 13th, just so that hopefully we can kind of get on with the assessment days and stuff at the end of July, beginning of August, um, to give people a bit of a chance before they go back to uni or start work or whatever. So yeah, the deadlines are slightly different, but they'll be, all be updated and you'll be able to see them on the website. Great. And have you got any top tips for filling in the application? I, I would say my top tip, Miri, is, um, you know, obviously we read a lot of application forms and um, the questions on everybody's form are obviously identical. So we read a lot um, of very similar answers to questions. And I think the, the key for me is to get your enthusiasm and your personality across in the form. Please don't think that we want your form to be kind of littered with really long words, and really elaborate sentences, because actually quite often they're much more difficult forms to read the ones that are a joy to read are the ones where people are clearly themselves and have really sort of thought about their answers to the questions and what they're looking for from their career and how they think that Forsters might meet that in other words kind of the form comes to life if you like when you read it and you get a real picture of, of who the candidate actually is so I would say that is my um, top tip and Perhaps my second top tip is make sure that Forsters has an R in it. Um, <laughs> make sure you haven't got any spelling mistakes. Um, get someone else to proofread your form for you. We, we know that everybody applies to lots and lots of places and there is an element of kind of very similar questions on different forms. But, you know, do think about your responses and tailor them to, to the firm that you're applying to. So obviously, you know, for us, tailoring the answers to, to Forsters and our business is absolutely crucial. So show your personality and do a spell check. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, is there anything you wanted to add? Yeah, so I would say that um, Forster's, in my time here, I've realised is quite a unique firm. So definitely on the personality side of things. But I think if you can get across in your form why, uh, why we are in particular a firm that you're interested in working in, it's very clear when people have done their research and if they would kind of be the right fit for the firm because at the end of the day, people might think they want to work here, but you have to kind of have the experience of really finding out about the firm and making sure it's somewhere you'd enjoy working um, and culture and kind of being a really approachable firm is definitely something that is very important to us. And I think that if you really have a look at our values um, and we'll be updating our website to kind of talk about those a bit more clearly within the graduate section, you'll really be able to identify if it is the right firm for you. And then I think that honestly doing your application should be a little bit easier because if it aligns with your own personality, um, then yeah, I think that you'll be the right fit. And also, like Emily said, get someone to proofread it because they'll be able to kind of tell if you're being your authentic self um, and if it would be therefore somewhere that you'd enjoy having your career that's a really good point actually getting someone who knows you to proofread it especially I quite often find I'll forget things that I've done and sometimes it just takes somebody else to point that out or you know a personality mm, trait yeah. that maybe you're not quite so sort of aware of that other people that other people would be I think that's uh, that's right Miriam I think actually 
Um, the other thing that I would say is that, you know, we, we have quite a long deadline. So there's, you know, you've got till the 31st of January to apply for a vacation scheme and you've got until June to apply for a training contract. So you don't need to do the application quickly. You can click on, have a look at what the questions are. And, you know, you've got weeks or months to think about what you'd like to say and how best to put yourself forward in the application form. So I would definitely encourage people to have a look at the questions, think about their answers and perhaps um, jot down some notes on, on the points that you'd like to get across or, you know, elements of your skill set or personality you'd like to get across in the form. Um, and then, you know, draft your answers accordingly. And, and to, to have somebody that knows you sense check that, I think is a great idea. So I'm conscious I keep dotting around and coming back to our Open Day events, but it is our, it's going to be our first event of the calendar this year, isn't it? So can I just ask you both to talk us through the general structure and the kind of highlights of the day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the things that we did last year was um, to just slightly change the structure of our Open Day. I think historically we'd focus quite a lot on the individual departments and people associates or partners from our departments would come along and and give um, candidates an overview of sort of what they do on a typical day the kinds of clients they work for what sort of deals they're involved with um, and we do still do that um, but we've also sort of shifted the focus to other aspects of the business as well really that are equally important so for example our green impact group um, which is led by one of our partners, Kelly Noel Smith, and lots of our trainees and associates are really heavily involved with, um, and with something which is very important to the firm. Um, our Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Committee come along and give, give um, candidates an overview of, of what we're doing at the moment in that arena and the different events and, and support groups that we have. And also our charities group, which we do a lot of work, work for and with. Um, for external charities the firm's charity St Andrew's Club and and also kind of other um, activities that we're involved in like the soup kitchen and a reading scheme with local primary school so what we want to do really with the open day is to give the applicants the most um, information about Forsters that we can so it's you know it's quite involved it's quite full-on and there's lots of information, but there's also lots of in opportunities for applicants to meet our associates and trainees and to meet with Emma and me and some of the other partners and uh, Nicole, who's head of L&D, who also helps um, with graduate recruitment to ask any questions and really, you know, to find out whether Forces is somewhere where you want to apply for um, a vacation scheme or for a training contract. Have I missed anything, Emma? No, I don't think so. I think I think you're right to say, though, that asking questions is super important. I think throughout the whole process, whenever you've got an opportunity to do that, whether it be open day or assessment day, it is really your opportunity because when the offer comes through at the end, you want to know whether or not it's the firm that you definitely want. Um, and if you've got a whole variety of people that you meet, you meet partners, you meet current trainees you meet NQs throughout the whole process like take your opportunity to speak to them and find out about their experience um, even asking them like which seat did they most enjoy how did they find the application process which partners have they really enjoyed working with and then people can go away and have a look at like their areas of work just basically building up a bit more of a personal image of Forsters um, than just kind of what you would see on the website that everyone sees try and sort of use it all to your advantage because you're putting in the effort to come along 
Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I'd also sort of say, ask questions about, so obviously some people like Emily, um, trained and qualified and have gone all the way through the ranks at Forsters. Other people like me have come from other firms and it's always good to just kind of ask people about their sort of perceptions of different firms as well to get more of a sort of flavor for for what the whole sort of market is like because you know you may well think that you want to go to one particular sort of firm but actually once you've done your research you realize you're a bit better suited for somewhere else. Mm. It always astounds me actually what a range of cultures you get in law firms you know obviously all law firms are different because of their specialisms um, and we obviously have two um, two big specialisms enforcers in the real estate and, and the private client practices. But actually, just on a human level, you can pick up so much about the culture and the vibe of a firm by interacting with the people who who work there. So I would say, you know, as much as you can put Forsters into context too you know go to other events and talk to other firms and um, that will all help you to build a stronger image I think of, of who we are. Thank you both so what I need to ask you now is what other content we have planned for the coming months for the this graduate recruitment campaign can you give us any spoilers? <laughs> Spoiler alert uh, we've got lots planned haven't we Emma? I think um, yes. yeah, project, um, project number one at the moment for us is uh, revamping the website and our graduate recruitment brochure and they will be going live kind of very shortly, I would say, um, in time for the sort of the new um, application cycle to open. So watch out for those. Um, but we've also got grand plans on our sort of um, social media and podcast um kind of action in the next few months uh, one of our brilliant trainees Ellen um, has had a really fantastic idea to do a series of podcasts kind of myth busting um, things that she wishes that she'd known or had the courage to ask uh, when she was applying for um, for training contracts and, and you know just just more information really about um, how it all works so um, look out for those. I think we'll, we're starting to record those over the course of um, November. So I imagine that before Christmas, there'll be um, lots of content for you to, to listen to and, and which will be shared on our Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Twitter as well. And all other good social media platforms. Indeed, <laughs> but maybe not TikTok. <laughs> I don't know, Emily, I can see you maybe being the first graduate recruitment partner on TikTok. I'm not sure about that, Mary. That's an aspiration for 2022, I think. Maybe. No, I'll put it in my partner objectives, shall I? <laughs> Great. Anything else that you wanted to mention? I guess just with our kind of strategy for getting ourselves online a bit more, we're aiming to provide quite a lot more like visual aids um our website is quite blocked with words at the moment so we appreciate that especially if people can't actually come to the offices for the open days or even if you know assessment days end up being online being able to see um where you would be working is obviously very important um so any videos that we can kind of put out there or any sort of day in the life type things with the trainees so you can actually see what you would be doing um would be really helpful so, yeah, we'll definitely be putting out a few more bits and bobs where you can actually kind of get a feel for what life would be like here, more than just kind of reading about it. Mm. 
And I think one of the other things, Mary, which we've managed to get through a whole podcast without mentioning is the SQE, um, which obviously all firms are thinking about at the moment in terms of approach for the SQE. And so, um, you know, we're, we're obviously still talking to providers about that and we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes on that. But um, watch this space on our um website and in the FAQ section specifically we will be um, putting up some FAQs just about how the SQE works and, and what our kind of plans are um, but I think the, the sort of the, the headline is that we are transitioning now towards um, the SQE so for the 2024 application cycle if um, candidates haven't already um, done the LPC we will be asking people to to do the SQE in the form that we uh, ultimately decide upon so that we've got consistency going forward and and you know moving forward everybody will have done the same um the same training before they arrive at Forsters but um beyond that I know that it's obviously thrown up lots and lots of questions so we're you know we're looking at all of those at the moment um and we will have more information on our our website shortly Great, thank you both. Thank, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, for more news and views from the firm, as has been trailed extensively in this podcast, you can head over to our website, it's forsters.co.uk. Um, and you can also obviously look at all those social media feeds that, that Emily mentioned, but not TikTok yet. Um, <laughs> and we hope that you'll join us again soon for another episode. not be considered to be professional advice. Forsters LLP accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct or consequential loss arising from the use of, reliance on or reference to this podcast. Forsters LLP makes no warranty or representation as to the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast. More than all podcasts and all copyright in it is the property of Forsters LLP and it should not be used, reproduced or quoted whether in whole or part without Forsters LLP's prior written